0: Good. Yourself?
1: Good. Yeah.
0: Long day? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. One of those days. Yeah. I just had a... I just lost my shit a little bit. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Seems to be a weird day like that. Yeah, I think so. Are we full moon? So. You ever check the moon phase? oh uh, you know it might be because the kids have been acting up
1: and Luna's been acting up. Luna always acts up on a full moon.
0: Well, she's a howler, so yeah, she's probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's one of them. Lots of banana humping going on. Oh boy, let me oh, just uh, let me just check for just for shits and giggles. Let's go. Um, uh, let's see here, home, and we'll go. Uh, Ah. These tablets are way too slow. <laughs> uh, so while her. you're doing that, you are recording, right? Yeah.
1: So those of you who are like, banana, Luna, what?
0: Oh, she likes a yes. banana. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My dog,
1: when she has the best day of her life, which happens, all the time. She gets so, like, if she's had an issue where she had a walk, she played outside, there was lots of people over, you know, she gets to see a lot of people because she loves people. Right. Um, and she gets to just have a full day. At the end of the night, she's got this massive banana that's basically as big as she is. Right. And she humps the F out of that thing. And yeah. she tries to make you watch, too. <laughs> sort of. It, it's sort of validation, like you know what. <laughs> As a parent, you, you did good by me today. You know, we, we, we went out, we did stuff. You know, I had I had a really good tasty snack. Right, we got to play. We got to you know, she likes rough house playing. You know, right, tug of war and that kind of stuff. Like, get all the things that I love. And to show you how happy I am, I'm going to hump the fuck out of this banana.
0: (laughs) Now while she's doing You're gonna
1: watch and you'll know I'm happy.
0: (laughs) So does she kinda look look back at you to see if you're watching?
1: (laughs) Yes, she absolutely does. Oh my god. She'll go, then she'll stop and she'll look back to see if you're watching. And then she'll (laughs) go to it again. And then she'll stop, put a big smile on, panting, looking at you like I'm so
0: happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just sounds so wrong, but hey, it's what she yeah. likes.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna dissuade her from doing it. Like she's not hurting anybody. No,
0: whatever she's makes her humping. happy.
1: Yeah. Well, she's not humping our mm-hmm. leg.
0: No. <laughs>
1: and I know it's dominance thing, and she's a very submissive dog. Right. So she dominates a banana. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. anyway. Yeah. did your tablet working? Do you
0: get. Guys- well, it, it says here the moon is at 23.9%, which is, they they call it a wanting crescent. So it's, it's uh, we're nowhere near it, actually, which is kind of odd. But um, now the new moon, it says here October 27th, which is coming
1: Oh up. Oh, but, oh, new moon, but not a full moon. But, but the I actual
0: mean. full moon isn't until November 12th. Oh. Yeah, and it's called the beaver moon. I don't know why they call it the beaver moon, but hey. Canadian mood, eh? That's what it says.
1: <laughs> yep. You know, it's it's funny. I just use the North Dakota accent, accent to sound Canadian. <laughs> the whole mood, eh? Hey. Down in Brainerd,
0: in Brainerd. Brainerd,
1: Minnesota. <laughs> if anyone ever sees the movie Fargo, right, by the Coen brothers, that accent in that movie, yeah, is typically the accent people associate with Canadian. I don't know why, but it's much closer to a North Dakota, Northern Minnesota accent than Canadian accent. That's
0: what's here. Well, I, I think it it, it kind of depends on the director and what his thoughts are of what things should sound like. So I mean, yeah. we we we've got a I mean, the same as us. I mean, if we like Russians and uh, Russia and. and and um, any type of Oriental area, like they all, we all have our own, and we and we grab them mostly from the movies, right? I mean, it's not exactly. Yeah. I mean, we'll watch something and go, "Oh, that's what it." You know, that place looks like it looks nowhere near the, uh, you know, what it looked like back in the '40s or '50s or whenever they're, they're trying to portray um, the cultures or, or language. Oh, I didn't know
1: we were going to dive this deep.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) the cultures and everything are are, are different for sure, but I mean, it's been modernized, um, and, and commercialized just as much as pretty much anywhere else. I I know there's places that are, you know, especially the war torn places where they just can't get out of their funk, you know, being suppressed by the, the military or the government or, you know, whichever combination you, you can think of, um, But, yeah, anyways, (laughs) I don't think that was supposed to be the topic of the day, but.
1: (laughs) So so the topic I asked asked for, I I wanted to do this for a while, and, you know, we we, we went on to other topics, but uh, I had asked you to provide me an out that you love front to back. Is that how you interpreted my ask? Sure all right okay so, it, so i just want to confirm so this album you could say you could probably listen to it a lot fairly endlessly i have and you would almost rate it a perfect album
0: uh yeah in my mind okay yeah and i, I think we may have even and touched and, and talked about this before uh but it would be uh rush exit stage left oh yeah, yeah. and you you've probably heard it i mean when i used to play it years ago back east uh practicing i mean that's that's pretty much i just kept playing it over and over and i i, I think i went mm-hmm. through two uh two different cassettes because being a long play cassette it would stretch that much easier yeah so it would uh it wouldn't it wouldn't last as long so i mean after that i grabbed you know when cd's first came out
1: yeah you think you have it on cd
0: then uh i had it on cd but I don't really have a CD. Everything's kind of MP3-ish or digital download. It's not, I mean, I could just go to YouTube and play it straight from there. I don't really need a CD anymore. Yeah, I guess
1: so. Yeah. I actually have it on CD. I actually went out and bought it. Actually, I went out and bought that one, and then, I, like, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to go back to to the stuff that you, you know, you would practice endlessly in your bedroom. Right. So I went. I picked up that. I picked up
0: twenty one twelve. Okay. I picked. I picked up and fly by night. Right. Yeah. I had all those cassettes. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I played them endlessly. And then as uh, soon as uh, well, then, then again, as soon as I heard uh, Van Halen's, actually it was the nineteen eighty four album, and that's kind of a close second, third, <laughs> I guess you could say. Because once I heard Van Halen 1984, it was like, what the hell is this? Not, not realizing that they had Van Halen 1, Van Halen 2, Diver Down, Women, Children, you know, I, I I didn't know that those existed at that point, but as soon as
1: I. Did you think, did you think that was like a first album at the time? for them?
0: Well, I mean, I think that was the time when, when we had The Dish and we had uh, you know Satellite TV, when we had MTV or, or oh, yeah. music or which one. We had MTV, that's exactly what we had. Yeah, and then I heard Jump, and it was like, whoa. And then it was Panama, I was like, whoa. So I was like, who are these guys? So I kind of delved into it a little deeper and and found out that they had uh, multiple albums. And then once I, I heard those, I was just blown away. I mean, along with, with a lot of other, I mean... That's not 100% a guitarist, but back in that time in that era, uh, Eddie was, you know, the king. Like he, in my mind, he still is. Like there's nobody that's like him. Like a lot of people, you know, might play similar to his style, but his style was just so unique. Uh, and when I heard Alex Lifeson playing with Rush. Um, just the, the the sounds that he made, and he had like it was a hollow body guitar, and it was the very first um, first videos. I think they had. Now I can't remember what was it. Was that the name of the um, the actual videos that they had? Was it from Exit Stage Left?
1: Oh yeah, it was all yeah. It was like a shorter version. It was like a shorter version of the album. It Didn't have all songs. Yeah, but it was a shorter version.
0: Yeah, and it was of, awesome. of
1: that album. Yeah, I, I don't know how many times we watched that.
0: Yeah, and they're all dressed out in was it kimonos and
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and these um, big mustaches. I think I
1: watched. I think out of all the like, I watched a lot of a lot of live videos, but the ones that always got replayed over and over again was that one. hmm uh, Kiss Animal Eyes. Yeah. Live concert from Animal Eyes, which I watched a thousand times. Right. And uh, the other one was uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, um, ultimate
0: sin. Which one?
1: Ultimate sin at JQ Lee's guitar. Okay, yeah. That was what uh, kind of really it was my first time like seeing like JQ Lee was. But, yeah, as much as Randy Rose is the guy, right? The Ozzy guy that everyone on associated with or, you know, their favorite guitar player, Ozzy. Right. But I mean, with was JQ Lee was my introduction. Mark Moon was my introduction. To
0: yeah, that was a big that was a big one for me. The Bark at the Moon, and when I heard the, you know, you can see the bass player just chugging around. When you can see his just his head's moving, and all of a sudden Jake yep. goes into his solo, and it's like whoa. <laughs> that drummer like
1: uh, Randy Castillo. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like that guy can't be like that guy's fucking like that guy was fucking amazing. Yeah.
0: He works anyway. Out.
1: Yeah he was amazing like he was amazing as a drummer, like it was just oh uh, like I used to re watch and rewatch the drum solo from uh from that concert video over and over just to watch Randy Confield play.
0: Right.
1: And he played around his kit. He actually got up and walked around the kit and continued his drum solo, walking around the outside of the kit.
0: Oh like just like, kinda hitting the hitting the metal you know the frames and whatnot. yeah it it's metal of, you
1: know, yeah yeah
0: clickety click and every side of the kit <laughs> right. yeah
1: awesome. but anyway the, the thing i wanted to do is maybe we can continue this maybe tomorrow or the day after something but i kind of want so your favorite album exit stage left i kind of wanted to go kind of a little bit track by track okay just to get your impression track by track okay and then maybe we can do 1984 in the second half of this or, or whatever Okay. So
0: what's the opening track? Well, the opening track is Spirit of the Radio. And now, this was the very first track that I've ever heard uh, Rush play, I believe, because this was at Randy's uh, through his stereo. Oh. So when I first heard it, I went, oh, this is way different than the stuff I hear on the radio, because we had CKCW in Moncton, which was AM. Yeah, like Burton, which is Burton Cummings all the time and, and Glenn Campbell. And then we had Vamp Ten Marine. I can't remember what the station was, uh FM. Came out as clear as a bell, but straight country music. And I was like, no, yeah. that's not what I wanted to listen to. I wanted to listen to yeah. the, the rock station, but in stereo, not this mono, you know, just static yep. stuff. So yeah, so when I heard Spirit of the radio, I was just blown away. <laughs> Um, that's one of my all-time favorite songs from them yeah I mean and just trying to learn the intro with the uh, with the harmonics uh, which was which which was fun it was pretty fun it was pretty fun to learn Um, the the whole album I mean we never had well we had tabs uh, because guitar magazine had um, yes had, had tablature in it for for some songs so I actually had a binder, and I I would cut them out and put them in sleeves and different different bands. I I kind of organized it all that way, uh, but I never really sat down with any Rush album um, with with tab to figure out how it was played. It was kind of all, all played by ear. Um, yeah. Since then, I mean, I've I've purchased the book, but I've just been too lazy to sit down and actually figure out you know how things were were played correctly. <laughs> so that was that was that was the first one. Um now Red Barchetta. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh Yep. That was oh sorry. That was the one with the harmonics at the beginning. I'm I'm getting my songs mixed up here.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was some uh, hammer ons and pull offs with Spirit of the Radio that were kind of different. Um that I'd never played before. So it was it was it was quite the uh, the thing. And then once you once you got it, it was like cool. <laughs> you know, it sounded cool, yep. you'd be playing it all the time. But yeah, oh, brother, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Red Barchetta, uh was was a very cool song with with those harmonics at the beginning, uh, and I mean, Geddy Lee and the bass and just just the the sound of it, oh my god, the way it comes through, it just just so it's just so him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just so driving. It was just awesome. And then uh, the song after that is Y Y Z. Oh yeah,
1: uh, which with, is, which has.
0: Yeah. So at the very beginning, I mean, when we used to play with the Sitches years ago, uh, that was one of the songs we would actually play. And yeah. at the time, uh, and I'm and I don't know if they still play or not, but um, yeah, the the, the drummer um, and the, the bass player were just, you know, he, he had a I think it was a homemade bass uh, that he kind of made, and it was I think it was fretless, I believe. But uh, th- I those think two. It was yeah, so those two guys when they went, I mean, you could just sit back and just watch these two play. You know, just awesome. Oh, they were
1: great. I I, I sat in a couple of times just to watch. Yeah, yeah, they were really good.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so that was YYZ. Uh Actually, I think we played it also uh, with Norm and and uh, Mike uh yep. Zap 2 Mark I, th- I believe we we had played it also Well actually well in high school that's that's what we had played we had played brush songs that's that's what we well, played it was
1: like, cuz they had some good instrumentals you guys didn't have vocalist Yeah I mean, it was ideal right
0: Yeah we I mean there was no vocalist obviously I mean we didn't really know anybody could that could hit you know those notes uh <laughs> nope let alone we didn't really know any singers uh per se uh, that would sing that type of stuff. So, but yeah, that was uh, th- that was a there's a really good good tune. Uh, Closer to the heart. I mean, everyone knows that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think even on the Trailer Park Boys, I think Alex Lifeson actually teaches Bubbles how to play the beginning of it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a really good good tune. Uh, beneath, you know, sometimes the names don't really <sighs> say a whole lot. Uh, beneath, between, and behind. I kind of have an idea of what it is in my head, but I'm not too sure. But that was another one. I mean, I, I played it right from front to back, so it was just one after the other. And, I mean, you knew yeah. it was coming up, and you knew you knew how many milliseconds there was between one song and the next song. You know, you played it so many times. Uh, and then Jacob's Ladder, it kind of starts oh, off yeah. slow. Um, yeah. no, and and no, then no, just no, kind of goes no. right into it, yeah. And then uh, Brune's Bane. Uh, same and then the trees uh when it starts off with the acoustic. What and a I, beautiful song that is yeah it's a very very nice song. I, I learned it on the acoustic and and uh I, I played it all the time because it, it sounded good to my ears so it was very uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Uh Xanadu, oh yeah. Oh God. that's uh that's a that's a big one. Yeah we played that one quite a bit. That was a really really good tune. Of uh, free will.
1: Yep. Oh free will. Da, oh yeah. Da, 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 da,
0: da, da. Oh yeah. That that was a
1: amazing lyrics in some of these songs too. It's it's
0: yeah. And, flat- and, n- right. And none of their music was actually, you know, you start off with uh, you know, you have like you'll have the, the intro, you'll have a chorus, you have a bridge. Like these guys had had it figured out a little differently. It wasn't like your normal song. So when you listen to it, if you weren't into Rush and you listen to it, you'd be like, "Well, it's kind of drawn out, or it just kind of goes off left field," um, because it it didn't really follow the same kind of structure. They kind of they kind of yeah. mod- modified it a bit. And uh, yep. Tom Sawyer, that's that's a huge one. I mean, I think everyone would know. I, that I skip that one.
1: I, I skip that one. Closer to the heart.
0: You like closer Please. to heart better?
1: No, no, I skip both of
0: them. Oh, yes. I was more into, into
1: the deep. I mean, at first, those are the songs that you like because they're the most successful, but acceptable. But later on, it's like, no, no, no. I want to hear the deep the deep stuff, the long jam. So, so what's after that?
0: Right. Uh, the one after that is La Villa Strangiato. Oh,
1: God, yes. <laughs> I've, I've seen you and your band play that one. Yeah. That's probably the standout one. Like, probably my favorite song that you guys play.
0: Yeah, it just kind of starts off with the strumming and the and the, just all the notes kind of ringing out. Um, yep. And then it just gets right into it. But yeah, that that was probably one of my one of my favorite ones to play. And uh, we played that one with Norm, Mike, and 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 Mark too. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those were those were the the staples. We went to we used to go to, I mean, Friday night we'd go to we'd go to Mike's, and then uh, Norm would come over and bring his bass, and Mike would would play the, the, the drums, and I'd bring the guitar over with my, my PV, uh, was it PV renowned, or renowned? Yep, yep. Yeah, and then we'd play till, God knows, I don't know, 10 o'clock, and then after that, we'd hop in his Chevette, and he'd have his stereo blasting, going to Moncton, and we hit, uh, was it McDonald's first to grab the fries, and then we'd go to Burger King <laughs> to get the burgers, <laughs> and then we'd sit in the parking lot and crank the tunes and listen to them, and you know, just kind of watch the people drive by. So that was uh, that was back when uh, when life was simpler. Yeah. Yeah. But well, but at that time you don't think it is, but then again you don't know what you know what what uh, what lies ahead in, in life either. So it kind of depends on what 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 route you take. But yeah, that was uh, it was a different time. It's almost like a different chapter because uh, when you think of back home, it's almost like. You know, when you're, when you're awake and when you're sleeping and when you're sleeping, yeah. you tend to have the same type of dreams. Yeah. I'm always in a storm for some reason. I'm, I'm always in a house trying to find a way out or I'm trying to find something. I don't know. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but for some reason, when I think of back home, uh, like prior to say grade 12 and prior to that, it almost just seems like a whole different world. Almost like a dream yeah. world until you actually go down there and go, Hey, you know, this is, this is where I grew up. It's like and... there's, there's like one layer almost. It's like one layer. It's it's pure.
1: Yeah. But so, now it's like the complexity. It's a different, different layer.
0: And then when you go down to visit, everything's changed. So <laughs> yeah, it's whatever, whatever was in your mind at the time before you go down, that's what you remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think that's the whole album. Wow! Yeah, and I'm and I'm home. And you're home. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, So favorite? So favorite track? Navila. Uh, uh, between Y Y Z and Navila. Yeah, between yeah. those between those two, because there were there were such, a, a, you know, awesome songs, awesome songs to learn too. They weren't they weren't yeah. easy, but they were um, they were definitely fun. And when you're trying to play through a basement amp that's pretty much clean, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's 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 not a whole lot of uh, of overdrive available uh, with except for amps nowadays. Like now, I've got this. I just got a little dinky Yamaha THR 10X, and it blows away any amp I've ever owned in my life. I mean, even I mean I, I've I've hand wired my own um, Marshall. Uh, type tube amp um, I bought a kit and I soldered it all together and put it together um, and it's like 18 watts but um, yeah it's still even even with um, chaining the, 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 the different drives together uh, with all the squealing and howling and everything which is a major thing when you're trying to play especially if you're trying to play and then when you stop playing and everything's supposed to be quiet and everything's just screeching out of control <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but now with the noise gates built in and everything, it's just, and, and the way things sound, is just awesome. I, w- I wish I would have had this thing way back then. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you, back then you learned to improvise with what you have. Yeah, I mean, I, I had, I think I had an overdrive. We pillow, had no,
1: but... that's the thing, there's no money too, right? They had yeah. There's no money, so was like, you had, like I, I remember like one of my cymbals cracked and I just kept playing with it, like, yeah. I don't have the option to buy another one. And it was hard to go like the music stores in Moncton. It's not where we live. Like selling like now you can, there's a million, you can go to a million music stores, but back then there was no comic shops. There was no music shops. You had to go somewhere else to go to one. Yeah. Like it was, it's not, it's not like now it's, I mean, you can order shit online too. Like, but back then
0: well,
1: everything the, was expensive. And if you want to get anything, it, 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 to have a tablet, <laughs> You know, like nowadays, like if if we even had the concept of that sort of thing back home, like back in the day, right? You could watch TV in your room on this little device. You had to fight for the TV, and you know, if you wanted a guitar or a new pair of strings, it's like, well,
0: work with what you got. You know, like it's kind of how it always was. Oh my god, I don't know how many times I've boiled boiled the same set of strings. <laughs> yep just <laughs> just to get them. Uh, kind of that teeny sound again instead of the yep. you know just kind of I remember that. Yeah. I mean and Moncton music. I mean that was the only place we had. It wasn't like there was yep. competition. We didn't have Amazon. I mean there was no it was yeah. it was a different time and they could charge whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Who <laughs> are you are
1: you gonna drive to St. John? <laughs> you know, you go get some strings or are you gonna buy them in Moncton? Uh, I guess I'm gonna shop locally.
0: Yeah. Well I mean you had the <laughs> mail order mail order catalog uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but they sold Carvin. Oh, right. Carv- uh, Carvin amps and 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 yeah, guitars yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was a it was a, yeah, it was a cool catalog. It was like a candy store. It was almost like the Sears Wish Book for, yes. for guitars. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but it was way too far away. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, I'm home. We're gonna go see my kids.
0: All righty then.
1: Let's talk 1984 tomorrow or whatever whatever day you're good okay maybe and then uh... Uh, we can we can cover the swag that i picked up today
0: okay yeah i saw the uh i saw your thing on facebook there yeah-hmm yeah. be interesting to see
1: yep so let's talk about that and we can talk about our uh guest appearance on beaver does movies too yeah coming up i actually have a date and i'm just confirming with my wife on that date but uh mm-hmm. we're gonna do a crossover with uh mr
0: beaver Yeah. Good afternoon. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Or or should I say good evening? Good evening. evening. Oh, just had a hell of a massage. How do you feel? Do you feel high as a kite? Oh yeah. (laughs) I feel all fucked up. Are you sure you can drive? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think
0: I'll be okay. Because I know after I have a massage, it's like you're almost in a daze. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 It's,
1: yeah.
0: But if you're in a car <laughs> accident, you'd probably be the most relaxed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you just flop flop along.
0: Yeah, it's like drunk yeah. drivers. I mean, usually everyone else gets killed, but the, but the actual driver, because they're just so loose for some odd reason, but yeah well, after you've after you've had a massage it's just awesome. then you probably oh, you're yeah. gonna sleep well tonight. sleep awesome thanks. yeah that's something I haven't gone and, and done for a while. You're due yeah I am due. I gotta find one close close by. yeah closer by yeah yeah this isn't bad it's five minutes from work.
1: Oh so well wow. actually works really good for me yeah.
0: Well that's pretty good. Yeah yeah big accident yeah. I heard on uh, right by your house really yeah like on Waverly? um right by well by Brady I guess um a semi well I guess a car got sandwiched between two semis oh yeah it was just on the news it was pretty uh pretty uh pretty gruesome Mm-hmm. yeah and apparently it's not the first time they've had accidents. they've had quite a few of them
1: there oh there probably yeah if it's around the Bra- like Brady street like on the perimeter then uh, yeah that, that's that's a bad spot yeah yeah mm-hmm. easy so uh we're sold out of t-shirts wow that didn't take long two days wow. <laughs> they, it never, it never it never got a it never hi folks we have t-shirts for sale. <laughs> not anymore sold <laughs> out, sold out. <laughs> um <laughs> we're between like we're between episode releases and we're already sold out like i was you know i'm gonna make a big announcement we have t-shirts for sale come buy them <laughs> we have t we had t-shirts for sale they're sold out i'm going to order more uh go. they look great i i don't know if you saw i posted a, a well, picture of well, it on my instagram okay
0: who was wearing the shirt
1: uh that's um one of my managers oh okay at work yeah, yeah. she yeah she said uh, she bought one right away right and uh she sent me a picture she said you're free to use it on all your social media go you know go get your product
0: yeah like all right yeah free model thank you yeah thank yeah. you very much yeah it was uh yeah very very nicely displayed uh, yeah thanks ap yeah. <laughs> that was awesome
1: Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, they look good. So you'll never see what they look like until we do another print run.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I kind of caught the side of it. It kind of looked, had a kind of a uh, Nixon kind of look to it. But I think it was just the way the the shirt was kind of folded.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm going to, I guess, put an order in. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. I feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm gonna put an order in for some more. I'm also pricing up some hoodies as well, and uh, maybe some caps. I don't know. What do you What do you think?
0: Like ball caps? Yeah. Sure. Why not?
1: He yeah, does. Pretty sure he does ball caps. I I'd like to keep everything in house there with uh, with Davin. shirt.
0: Yeah. Just find out what uh, what what items he does. Like, does he do like buttons and stuff? Or.
1: Um. Yeah. I, I know what he does. He does do buttons. He has a company that does. He does buttons. That does buttons with him. Right. Uh, he does stickers for sure. Oh
0: wow. well, yeah. So a keycon, you'd uh, be able to bring a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. So a keycon uh, next year in 2020, mm-hmm. you should have a whole bunch of. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure we're, we're stocked up for it for sure.
0: Yeah. You and again, keycon, if you're
1: listening to this, I don't know. Make it's an official uh, guest of the con.
0: We're cheap.
1: We're cheap. You don't
0: cheap. have to fly us
1: nowhere. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. The PDX broadsides are going to be at KeyCon this year. We we give a giveaway of their CD
0: at the last KeyCon. Yeah. Going to be there this year. Yeah, they're going to make it this year. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it so, looks like uh, the, the KeyCon uh, this coming year is going to be quite the uh, quite the changed event. It looks like there's a there's a lot what, more what, seems to be going on than. Than in past years,
1: like what are you like? What are you, what are you seeing, Todd? Tell us.
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm just seeing the community grow, um, I'm, and and one of the major things that I've that I've seen this year is the the LGBTQ. I don't want to say it wrong. But, um, yeah, I think you. I think you got it. Yeah, um, it, it is a big. There's a big involvement. Uh, it, it seems like, and uh, now they're they're having like special. I guess, rooms and stuff for different, um, some people that are, I guess need to kind of get away from everyone. Like they have like a quiet spaces and and stuff like that. Oh, really?
1: Oh, that's good. That's a great
0: idea. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit of things. I haven't, I haven't like delved into it to, to, to find out all the details, but from what I've seen, it looks like, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few, uh, changes, uh, for the better, um,
1: that's and good. It, yeah, it some people a, don't want to go because of that, you know, that social anxiety. And unfortunately, a lot of the people in our community this big, we suffer from right. Yeah. And to have a nice, safe room. Yeah, so it's that, perfect. that's perfect. Yeah. Great. Yeah. More yeah. inviting. Hey, the that, the more inviting it is, the more safe it is, man. Right. That's I predict. can do
0: it. I predict after the con coming this year, it's going to explode. Because once word gets like, out. Once all these things are implemented and all the people that are there and they talk to the other people uh their friends and, and stuff and they want to come down to the con I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna blow up <laughs> it's gonna be, going. you it's heard really, it here first it's gonna it's going gonna, gonna be your big year it's gonna really thrive because I think they're, they're they're trying to get back to the grassroots of, of writing and stuff too so there's gonna be more of that yeah oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. more which is good because
1: I mean that's what it is less less media more more, um, more writers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, should be. You know, if we if we if we get bumped for more writers, I'd be okay with that.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's fine. I'll but wait, them. whatever the maybe
1: this year I would be one of those writers. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. interesting, interesting. We'll talk about that later. But I want I want to talk about your your the other album you had on your list that we started.
0: Now... What? What album did I give you?
1: You well, you gave me Exodus Left. That's what we talked about last time. Yes,
0: that was. And then
1: now uh, we you had mentioned talking about 1984. Yes, by Van Halen. Now, are, are you are you are you warbling on something else? Maybe no. I I think
0: the 1984 was my introduction to Van Halen. Right. Uh, not so much the my my favorite album because there I don't really have a favorite album because I was looking at them all and I'm going you know what. I can't pick one because every album has something that I really like. Um, And and it's not even above anything else. It's just the whole, the whole thing. Like women and children first was, was a great album. I loved it. Diver Down. I liked it was, it was a different, and there was more covers on it, but they did such an awesome job just because that's who they are and how they do things. But, I think I think when things started to peter off was not so much peter off but it, as soon as 5150 came out and Sammy showed up okay so basically 1984 was the last album before Sammy showed up right yep. so I kind of caught the tail end of of the band at their peak um, but then everything I guess, as many of us it's
1: so, like a lot of us weren't on for Van Halen one week we Yeah, that, two underground still
0: had of that it's kind of like watching the last episode of Star Wars and then going backwards, right? Because yeah. I, I, I started with 1984, and then I went backwards to see what, you know, what this whole discography, like, what type of music they played. And then when I heard the guitar, I was like, oh, my God. It sounds like – and and I've always – and everyone's trying to – well, not everyone. A lot of guitars trying to chase that tone, right? Oh, yeah. And the tone – the best explanation I can find is, it sounds like an app that's just ready to explode. Yeah. Like it's it. Have if, if you ever have you ever gone into a, say a, a room a mechanical room or a, an electrical room and you can hear the hum? Yeah. Okay. Exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's almost like what's going on. Like it's like if you've never heard it before, it's it's, 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 it's like, that sound you hear right before you hear the pop. Yeah. It's like kids that hear a lawnmower for the first time; they just run away screaming. It's like, "What is this? It's going to blow!" <laughs> type yeah. thing. So it's kind of like it's the amp with the, you know, the tubes cooking and everything, and just just the raw power and the brown sound. So it's that's to me that's the pinnacle of of, of a guitar tone for me, and and yeah. I think a lot of people growing up. In, in the 80s and, and, and set, well, late 70s, 80s, and even 90s. Um, I've I yet to hear a band, um, except for, um, oh, great. No, I don't remember the name. <laughs> uh, what did that the Fox that sound? No, no. Um, oh, my God. They used to be an actual Van Halen cover band. They used to be called Atomic Punk. Uh, Steel Panther? Steel Panther, yes. Steel Panther is probably the closest thing out there now to Van Halen, probably because yeah. they used to, I mean, they that, that was... Well, they used to do Van Halen. Songs, that's all they did, right? Yeah. So you had the tone, the look.
1: So they were atomic, yeah, that's right, okay.
0: Yeah, because then when I, saw, uh, when I saw the band, um, the Steel Panther, and I went, wait a minute. These guys look familiar. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, oh yeah. If if you get a chance, I mean, this I, I saw one of their videos. Okay, and and it was probably the most for a normal person, most probably disgusting video you could probably ever see. Um, and they're big on the '80s thing, where it's like women and sex and the whole shebang, right? So, th- there's yeah. one song I think it's called "Glory Hole." oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and it's 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 warped it, it's warped in the manner that family guy with Stewie is warped like it's it's a yeah. different it's a different spin they, they just kind of take it and they just add a turbo to it and actually if you've yeah, very, now, if you've if ever they're actually, almost
1: final it almost feels like spinal tap too it, it's like there's a joke yeah they're in on it yeah. But are they in
0: on it? Well, they're in on their own joke. But it works. Yeah, That's what people, yeah it th- works. It's what people want. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, why not? Like, I'm sure when they figured out, you know what, They either they make more or they wanted to express themselves in a different manner, which was when they started Steel Panther to write their own tunes. I don't know if it was a progression where they would do most of Van Halen stuff and then they started putting out their, their own stuff or if, or if it was just a, okay, we're going to cut off here. And now from now on, we're going to try and, 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 do their own. And they did their own advertising. Like if you watch, um, some of the documentaries of them, like they've, they've created their own history and yeah. their own person. like they've, like they've been around for, you know, Forever, and they are just kind of just coming out more so now. So yeah, but it works. Well, the
1: nostalgia factor is like really big right now. So like nostalgia bands are huge. Yeah, and they can kind of be that nostalgia band without being that nostalgia band. Like the look is nostalgia, but they're getting to play their own their own songs.
0: Yeah, well they they use the, the multi, they use multimedia you know to their <laughs> advantage to their full advantage for for oh, they, yeah they're
1: time. yeah they're savvy they're very savvy.
0: Yeah. Like Satch. I mean, he's, uh, that amp that I have, that little Yamaha THR 10 to X that I have. I mean, Satch has a, he demos this amp, right? And, yep. it, and it sounds just like Van Halen because that's the sound that that was the sound that I was looking for. And that's what, you know, that's what he uses. That's what a lot of people use, um, for their amps. I mean, other people that I know that they, they demo stuff with, you know, the 50 amps, um, which was made, I think that was a Van Halen brand or Eddie made, you know, that type of amp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this and this little thing is just, just rips. But I've got mine through studio monitors, so it may not sound the same because I think they only come in an 8-inch speaker, but when I run it through the headphones, just straight into my monitors, mm-hmm. oh my God, you just stand in front yeah. of it and just... You just hit a note, and just stand there, and just, <laughs> it just start drooling. That's <laughs> pretty cool, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the Van Halen albums, like I said, they're they're all good. Once Sammy hit, it kind of changed the flavor a little bit. Yeah, it went from chocolate to they added some, you know, almond well, wasn't, or
1: something. Yeah, it was a different flavor altogether. It's like not even the same band.
0: Uh, yeah, they took. And, and Eddie went and, and changed his tone uh, a bit at that point. Not not too much, yeah. just a little bit. Uh, yeah. It wasn't so brown anymore. But then he had different no. lips that he was using. But like then, beige. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> the it was the beige sound. The it was be- no longer the brown sound. It was the beige sound. It's <laughs> watered down. It the beige sound, yeah. Because uh, I had Live Without Annette, which was, was one of their um, – their VHS tapes at the time yep yep that they had so, times. yeah I watched that many times and he's in his uh, I don't know diaper pink. pants <laughs> I, pink diaper <laughs> pants <laughs> but back then it worked I mean that was the that was the yeah. shtick yeah, parachute pants and, and tight pink tank top yeah 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 that's pretty cool uh, and then but 5150 uh, 50, I think was a strong
1: album though like you know, all things aside I mean it was a different <laughs> sound but well, everybody that was a, a ball the album. That was a really good album. Uh,
0: well, everyone was waiting. Like, after 1984, it was like, oh, the band broke up. And it's like, oh, my God. And all these Van Halen fans are like, what the hell? Like, they're, they, they want more. They want more. Like, yeah. They, what, what's going on? So finally, when we found out Sammy was coming on, it's like, I don't think anybody really cared. Just put something out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Sammy had his famous Can't Drive 55. That was yep. pretty much the only tune I really know he was with, yeah. I mean, he was with Montrose and I didn't he, really he, know. He said he was very successful. I think he was just smart on the, the contract
1: negotiation side because when he was in Montrose before that, right? Um, he was kind of a hired gun. Like he was just like a, a rookie in that band yeah. and he didn't know anything about the music business when he was in Montrose, but when he went solo right. before he joined Van Halen, he knew how to do up his contract. So, His contracts were lucrative. Like he, you know, he owned his royalties, I think, and stuff like that. He was much smarter. So by the time he joined Van Halen, he took a pay cut to join Van Halen because Van Halen didn't have good publishing deals. They never did. Oh. But Sammy had better publishing
0: deals. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really follow that part of it. (laughs) Yeah. But. But yeah, and after the what was what the album came out after that? OU812? O U Eight One Two. ou Eight One Two. It was for unlawful carnal knowledge. We went to that. No, no, that went no, that, that, that was
1: concert. after. So O U Eight One Two was was first, and then uh, for unlawful Car- carnal
0: knowledge was next. Right, and and I mean they're good albums, and there's nothing wrong with them, but yep. they're a different flavor. Yeah. So a lot of people, I mean, you'll you'll have people on both sides of the fence. You'll have the ones that are the uh, David Lee Roth fans, Diamond Dave, or the Sammy Hagar, or you'll have the ones that like them both, or you like the ones that only you know it. Uh... And then when uh, Sharon showed up, oh god, <sighs> wow! You know what? I was a train. Nothing. I
1: have nothing bad to say about Gary.
0: Sharon, he is though. a great guy. Porn and graffiti, awesome, awesome, awesome yep. album, awesome yep. singer. It's just, yep. it's, it's like. It's mixing two ingredients that just don't belong together. They're great on their well, own, but just... I
1: think I have a theory here that I'd I'd like to share if I could. Sure. In that when David Lee Roth was in the band, he's been doing a lot of Van Halen talking lately because mm. he's got this residency in in uh, Vegas that he set up to do. I think he's doing I don't know like six days or seven days or I don't know, something like that, and he's going to be playing Van Halen. He said, "I am the face of Van Halen now." You know, I'm the only representation of Van Halen now. I guess of the David Lee Roth years, because Sammy's been representing Van Halen all along, but his his time in the band, and he's been saying a lot of stuff. He talked about how uh, David Lee Roth was saying a lot of the stuff that, you know, I wrote all of those songs. Anybody he, he clarified what he meant was that when he was in the band, Eddie would have you know some riffs, some licks. It was Dave that organized everything. Okay. You know, you, you do this lick and then you do that lick, you know. And he was he was he was writing a lot of the structure of those songs because Eddie and Alex were really good with coming up with with uh, the hooks, the riffs and but, hooks. Yeah. But, but they weren't they weren't they weren't organized. It was just you know a barrage of you know fast playing and 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 weird bendy tricks on the guitar. Right. But I but he basically said you know I I I would organize the song so it had a, a chorus. Verse, you know, I wrote all the all the vocals and melodies, and and you know, all the lyrics, and I would I would compose like I would take the song that they came up with and compose it because that was that was David Lee Roth's background. He was he was uh, very highly trained in music, mm-hmm. and then when Sammy joined, and this is why I think the sound was quite a bit different. When Sammy joined, he played exactly that same role. Eddie and Alex would come in with you know, a little bit of something, it wasn't a formulated song, then Sammy would massage that into a song. Right. He would organize the song into verses and choruses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and then we did. it.
0: So a different composer.
1: When, right. So, I mean, it's still Eddie and Alex coming up with the riffs and the licks and, you know, the hooks and all that, mm-hmm. but it's just, they're not organized. When Gary Sharoni came in, or Sharone Sharoney, however you pronounce it. Right. He came in thinking, I'm just gonna write a vocal and it didn't work that way. So Eddie actually had to come Eddie and Alex had to compose the song because they'd never really done that before. <laughs> so the train wreck, so that's why I can say I can't say nothing bad about Gary Sharon He came in. Here's a guy who doesn't have the level of experience, uh, success or anything of, of a band Halen level comes in always was a huge Van Halen fan. Mm-hmm. And he's coming in to work, he's not there to write songs. He's not there to tell Eddie, you know what, this lick really sucks. Why don't you just do it this way? He doesn't have the balls to do it right. or the, you know, the stature to do it. And I mean, if you were if you were poached if, if you or I were poached to be in Van Halen, we would not tell Eddie and Alex anything. We would do it. yes, sir. Yes sir. Yep. <laughs> yes sir. You know that's how it would work so i think that's why that was a train wreck I, yeah I, I, I don't think Gary could do anything
0: he was definitely not i don't think he was treated as an equal
1: oh he definitely
0: wasn't per se like he would definitely was a the hired hired hand i guess or you want to call it oh yeah but, but um, I, it, I bought the album anyway he was, <laughs>
1: yeah i never did i heard it like but yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know how true that theory is, but that's kind of my theory. That's my understanding of what I think happened. Yeah.
0: So have you heard, is he doing anything now? Sharon?
1: Sharon? Um, yeah, I think Extreme is still kind of doing stuff. Like he's still a really good friends with know Betancourt, but know Betancourt's gone off and he's doing a bunch of his own solo stuff. Yeah. He's been like te- teamed up with like Satriani and Malmsteen and and those guys right. buy quite a bit. He's been doing a lot of guitar stuff. Oh.
0: Those guys. Well, I know he has his own. Was it his guitar is called? Was it N two or something? Um, yep. He was actually uh, a friend of mine was actually in uh, went to the Nom show. I think, it was, I think it was last year, and uh I think uh, he put on he put on a clinic. I think, and then they they played. So actually, he's got a bunch Ooh. of pictures. <laughs> Um, and I think he's got a picture of him holding one of his guitars.
1: So was it just Nuno or was Gary there too?
0: I don't know. He was just kind of taking pictures of Nuno. So (laughs) I I, I don't, I don't, I'm not too sure on that one. The the Portuguese
1: wonder Nuno Betancourt. Yeah. Yeah. One of the proud exports of Portugal.
0: Yeah. Awesome player. Awesome yeah,
1: he's really good. He, but he's inventive too. I was, I, have been actually re-listening to Porno Graffiti again. It's just so good. Yeah. Like if you're talking about perfect albums, like the, the you know, albums that are perfect front to back, that work as a whole, mm-hmm. that's definitely that for me. That's up there with it. It's well, you have a story, conceptual album, and the songwriting's just yeah. uh, off the charts. Yeah,
0: I had the cassette, and I'm, um, I'm sure I've played it. I played it multiple times, uh, to the point to where uh, it just kind of stretches. <laughs>
1: Stretched
0: out, so, yeah. But uh, it's oh the my... longer,
1: longer tape too, so they tend to stretch. Yeah,
0: like when I had my first, like, when I first got uh, exposed to Van Halen, and then I went and bought the tapes, right? Yeah. But the tapes, I played them so much that they they would stretch and warble and stuff. Which, which is terrible but um, yeah back then they didn't have the technology they do now no. but but I played them and played them and played them and just just in awe of the sound and I had my uh, uncle junior's basement amp um, that I played for years and <clears throat> um, and then I had a a, a Japanese SQ series uh, Squire Strat from like '84, but they're all single coils, so I could, but I so I couldn't replicate the sound, uh, and being uh, of course I wasn't uh, like I said I think on the last episode I I have actually built my own amp like soldered all like I had to have the instructions right, but I I basically yep. hand built this thing, so I. I at that time, I didn't know anything about tube amps and how they worked. All I, all I knew is when I turned it on, uh, the little lights would come on in the tubes to say that, okay, it's on. It's going to take about, you know, 30 seconds or 10, 20 seconds uh, before it warms up, before you actually hear anything. And there was always this one little tube way at the back that um, I would have to wiggle <laughs> to get it to seat properly so that I could get sound from the amp. Um, not knowing all the gain stages and how everything all worked um, if i would have known then what i know now um, and even guitar setup and all that i i, I would have been off running um, a little more confident and in, in in what i was doing and getting and trying to 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 get the sound i wanted because it was almost like a clean sound uh that you're just trying to turn up right and you're trying yeah. to get the same tone and you just you can't get it i mean i I, I, I even went out and bought a set of EMG pickups, which are pretty hot pickups, and they're um, a lot of guys use them for metal and stuff now.
1: Yeah. So they didn't
0: squeal or anything because they you've got a nine volt battery that just kind of changes the ground and everything, so you don't you know snap snap your lips if you put your you know face up to a microphone type thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, good albums. Yeah. Good albums. Good albums. <laughs> I want to. I want to do more. More of these
1: talking about albums. I. I like that we didn't talk about 1984 front <laughs> to back. I, I like that we actually talked about Ben Halen historically with you. I think that that's actually much more interesting.
0: Yeah, there's a. I. I. Had, <clears throat> excuse me. I. I had taped something a while back. Um, and it was a. It was a party. I think it was a Van Halen party or it was after party or, or something or other, but I don't think I ever watched it, but I had it on VHS. So I'll have to look. It's probably on YouTube now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be probably. pretty, pretty interesting. But, uh, yeah, cause I mean, when you're wanting to, when you have a band that you really like, you always try and find as much reading material as you can find. I mean, you'll, you'll definitely, uh, read things uh, over and over that are the same, Plus, you'll find some new stuff in there, like uh, yeah. And and Dave's Dave's dad was a was was a prominent lawyer, wasn't he?
1: Dave's dad was a
0: uh, dentist. Dentist. <laughs> yeah, he was a dentist. I thought was a, thought he was a lawyer doctor A doctor. Okay. No, and
1: family was really well off too.
0: Yeah, like it wasn't what like I mean? he was living off the street or anything, and you know worked his way up to, you know he was a he was a, he was a privileged kid who was able to. Um, to uh, make a really good life for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I think I'm
0: almost home here, bro. Oh, okay. This is fun. Yeah. We didn't even get into Valerie Burtonelli or <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Michael Anthony's drinking or. Oh God. There's all I kinds was, of I stuff going Mike. on. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, I think Alice Alex is isn't he an ordained priest now?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I'll have to look that up
1: again. We'll have to look that up, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have uh, – I have a date for you for our appearance on the James Beaver Show, which I will send you. Perfect. Uh, okay, November 15th, I think it is. Oh, okay. It's Friday. So we're going to be in studio with the beeve himself. With, with the, the Beaver. beaver. Uh, <laughs> we should call him that. The Beaver. <laughs> Beaver it's no beaver. Be awesome. I'm excited. He, we're gonna watch a movie and then talk about it, but he's not telling us what the movie is. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. So now did he, he say he was, he was providing popcorn? I don't know. We might have to ask him about that or maybe we're gonna bring popcorn with us.
0: Yeah, I mean I can I'm sure we could uh if you have uh, if he has a, a microwave we can bring some warvel or something over and and pop yeah. that and
1: well we gotta have popcorn. We're watching a freaking movie, man. Yeah.
0: I mean I don't have the uh the advantage of, of smelling the popcorn because I can't smell or taste anything, but, um, but yeah, it definitely adds adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to spill pop on the floor and get all sticky too, just to <laughs> get the full experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. We'll see you on the flip side. Send
1: me the audios and we'll pop this up for Monday. And uh,
0: yeah, sounds like a plan. All right then. All right. Talk to you later. Right. Okay. Bye. See ya.